1: Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley
2: and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith, and relationships, and the journeys that define us.
1: Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you Ready? Imagine saying no and not worrying about the consequences. Today, we're tearing down the lies we believe about politeness and people-pleasing, and we're showing you how to set unbreakable boundaries.
2: With the holidays coming up, we really want to focus on how to set those boundaries so you can keep your peace during the holiday season.
1: Many Christians seem to have adopted this crazy idea that boundaries are inherently negative. Somehow Christianity has come to define love as having no boundaries. If someone asks you for your shirt, you give it to them. If someone slaps you on the cheek, then you should just offer them the other.
2: Yeah, but you know, Jesus was known for setting boundaries. He would regularly take time away from people, even when they were looking for him to go and be alone with his father. If he felt the need to live into everyone's expectation of him, he would never have had time to be alone with God.
1: Yeah. And, you know, boundaries are not unloving or unbiblical. Instead, they're really powerful tools to protect you and the people you love. And it's important to take this seriously because choosing not to live with boundaries can be extremely damaging to all of your relationships.
2: Yes, absolutely. I feel like Drew and I have definitely had to set boundaries because... I don't want to be insensitive to the fact that the holidays just aren't joyful for a lot of people. The holidays are Mm -hmm. a stressful time. The holidays are a time that people don't look forward to them. Like they just dread them. They dread going here and going there and going everywhere. And a lot of it is because your family is bleeding into your family.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like typically one of two reasons, either one, you have a ton of family on both sides, like your husband and you. So you have a million places to go and, or you have family that just gets under your skin or doesn't respect you or, you know, gives you those digs when you walk (laughs) in the door. And I feel like if you can't relate to both, like there's probably at least one of those sides that makes you dread the holidays.
2: Yeah. And I feel like, we all need to understand that we all have that grandmother that is going to tell you how (laughs) chunky you are this year. Right. Or the grandmother that's always going to ask you, like, when are you going to have kids or (laughs) when are you going to get a real job? Like we all have that. And I feel like that it's not okay. And so many times we just dust it under the rug because we're like, that person has been that way their whole life. Mm -hmm. And Drew and I have been guilty of this, of Mm -hmm. saying like people like that have just been like that their whole life and we're never going to change them. And the purpose of a boundary isn't to change them, Mm -hmm. right? It's to protect us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that we all have dysfunctional families to some degree. I uh, never thought I would say this, but now I'm a child of divorce. So we have my grandparents are divorced. My parents are divorced. So that creates extra places to go just within my side of the family mm-hmm. And it could be that we need to go to four to five different places just on my side because of divorce. And then you add in Chris's side of the family and he just has a ton of family. So we have like two different grandmothers and both sides, his parents and his mom and his dad. And so it creates a million places. And then his sister lives away. So we have to plan around when she comes in and it's just exhausting. It is, it's It's yeah. exhausting. I also have family that I am uncomfortable around. And just this just this year, I'm learning to set boundaries. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving or Christmas if this specific person shows up mm-hmm. because I feel unsafe around them. They make me feel uncomfortable right. and it, I, I, it messes me up inside when I have to be around this person. So I was like, this is a boundary I have. And I'm telling you. If they show up, I'll leave. So I'm just telling you months ahead of time (laughs) that I don't want to be around them. If you want to have them there, great. I just won't be in attendance. And it's okay to do that.
2: Yeah, and you have to learn to speak up because I feel like so many times Drew and I would just go and we would go and we would put ourselves in the same situation over and over and over. And we would leave feeling the same way, just depleted. Drew and I, if you know us, like we don't fight. We don't argue. And some of the biggest fights we have ever been in is because of family. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if it is robbing your peace, it's okay not to go. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to be disrespectful. Just like you speaking up about your boundary, you can be clear, concise and just straightforward about it because you're protecting yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think again in the in the Christian world it is somehow gotten skewed that we have to just people please and it's unloving and it's not being like Jesus if we set boundaries because it's mean mm-hmm. or it hurts someone's feelings or it makes them feel x y z way. And again, if you go back to what we said earlier, Even Jesus set boundaries, even Jesus protected himself uh, from, you know, hanging out with all of these people all the time. So it's actually a biblical thing to set boundaries.
2: Yeah. One thing I always cling to is in scripture, it tells us to live a peaceful life Mm -hmm. and it tells us to be at peace. And at this point in my life at 32 years old, my peace is the most important thing mm-hmm. to me. And it's like if I feel something that is disturbing my peace or that is coming against my home and I can't live in peace, then it has to go. Mm-hmm. It has to go. And so I know you spoke earlier about blended families. And I feel like that's something that we don't talk about enough because how hard it is when you have a blended family at mm-hmm. the holidays. Oh, yeah. Drew and I have really struggled with this having a blended mm-hmm. family. And honestly, the last two years, we've just got to a place of peace mm-hmm. with being a part of a blended family. And it did take us removing ourselves from certain situations. And I think that a lot of things that people don't talk about with a blended family is the hurt that comes with it and yeah. the hurt that comes with. If your parents get remarried Mm -hmm. or if now there is a new, you know, mother or stepmother or stepfather, Mm -hmm. how hard that is to deal with, especially Mm -hmm. when there's a difference that's made, you know, in your Mm -hmm. kids and their kids and their grandkids and your grandkids. And it's hard. It is mentally draining. But if you feel this and if you're going through this, I just want you to know that you are not alone, but your family comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw this thing on um, Instagram Reels the other night, and it was talking about Christmas traditions. And, like, what do you think of when you think of Christmas traditions? Mm -hmm. And when you were younger, and I always think of waking up on Christmas morning and having like a certain breakfast. And then we always open presents on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and like just all of these traditions. Like, we got a present every night in December. It was like a movie or pajamas or something. And our kids are looking to us to create those traditions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what traditions are we creating for them? Are we dragging them a hundred different places? And then their thought of, okay, Christmas means we're going here, there and everywhere. And then mom and dad is going to fight the whole way home, you know, and that is not the example. And that is not the tradition that I want to set for my kids. And I just want you to know that it's okay to Mm -hmm. separate yourself from it for your family. Mm -hmm.
1: And even because, you know, we don't have kids. So for the people listening, if you don't have kids yet, you still can create traditions for you and your spouse yes, or your partner yes. or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever yes. it's, you're just, even if it's just you two, your family unit is still just as important. Yes. So if you don't want to go to the ginormous Thanksgiving or Christmas breakfast, cause you want to stay home with your spouse and cuddle on the couch yeah. and watch a holiday themed movie or have hot cocoa together and do nothing, that's still important because like you said earlier, you're protecting your peace. You're creating traditions with you. Yes. You're spending time with your significant other and you're cultivating that relationship. And that can be a boundary, you set: is that I don't want to go to this anymore because I want to spend time with my my family unit.
2: Yes, absolutely. And so we want to talk to you a little bit about how to set boundaries because Haley and I know it is difficult. It's yes. not easy <laughs> to set boundaries. Drew and I set boundaries for eight years eight years we set boundaries and we continue to put ourselves in these same situations over and over and over. till we finally were like, okay, our boundaries are not being respected. Mm -hmm. Like it's time for us to just remove ourselves. So Mm -hmm. how do you set a boundary and what are some things that you can say? I actually went back through um, some conversations that I had with my therapist and how she helped me through these seasons and she helped me set boundaries in a respectful way because Mm -hmm. you don't ever want to be disrespectful. You don't Mm -hmm. ever want to disrespect people. But
1: I I love what you just said because I was going to insert. I think it starts with your heart. You have to make sure that your heart is in a loving place and you're not doing it out of spite. You're not doing it out of rebellion or anger. You have to have your heart right and understand the why of your boundary. And then you can go And start setting and and determining what the boundaries are.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like one thing that was detrimental to me is my weight. Like my weight is something that I have always struggled with. It's been up. It's been been down. It's just been everywhere, right? I feel like I've been on a weight loss journey for my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I always struggled with was family members making comments about my weight Mm -hmm. or saying like, man, you've gained weight or even like, man, you've lost weight, Uh you know? And there's so many people that deal with this. Like when I was talking to my therapist, I'm like, this really sends me into a spiral because I've had eating disorders. I have struggled with that, like in high school and things like that. And I'm like, it sends me back to that place Mm -hmm. where I hate myself. Mm -hmm. Like I hate the way that I look. I feel like I'm not good enough. And so just setting a simple boundary, like I remember one time I hyped myself up on (laughs) Thanksgiving and I was like, I am going to stand up for myself. And of course the weight comment was made. And I just simply said, commenting on my weight is not appropriate. So please stop doing it.
1: And that's okay. Yeah. I can hear someone coming in and being like, well, that was rude. Yeah. Or goodness, Noel, are you in a bad mood? But that's like a perfectly okay thing to to communicate.
2: Yeah. And I just said, like, it really hurts my feelings Mm -hmm. because this is a struggle for Mm me. And so setting that boundary, that doesn't mean people are not going to cross them. You know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have people still say it, but at least you stand up for yourself and you know, okay, I'm setting this boundary. And if it's crossed, then it's time to pivot into something else. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing too is dysfunction in your family, like chaos. I feel like so many of us have dysfunctional families and people roll the dysfunction they dance with dysfunction Mm -hmm. and so for me i want you to understand that dysfunction may run in your family but it can stop with you absolutely you can calm the chaos and you can calm the dysfunction and so even i remember when drew and i were battling infertility it was like everyone asked me when are y'all going to have a baby? It's Mm -hmm. like every family event we went to. When are you guys going to have kids? When are you going to have babies? And I had to speak up and say, like, please stop asking when we are going to have a kid because it puts a lot of pressure on our marriage. Mm -hmm. Because then Drew and I felt like, man, we got to go home. Mm -hmm. Like, we got to get to work. We got to be making Mm -hmm. babies. And we just felt like we were letting our families down and then also ourselves down.
1: And it makes you feel bad because like, hello, I'm trying. I can't get my body to do what it's supposed to do. and it just makes you feel worse about
2: yourself too. Yeah, and gossip. I feel like gossip is another thing that happens in a lot of families and just being the voice that stands up and says, like, I understand you're frustrated, but I'm not participating in this family gossip. Mm -hmm. And Drew and I have had to do this so Many times, just say, like, hey, we're not participating in this. And there have been times we have failed and we have mm-hmm. fell into it. And then it's like we feel even worse. So just setting those boundaries. And then at the end of the day, if it is stealing your peace, if it is bleeding into your family, I saw this um, quote the other day and it said, all relationships can be hard at times, but they should not be destructive to your well being. And good. if you feel that, just say, I'm not going to be able to attend that event. Like we won't be there.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, so how, how do you determine where boundaries even need to be set? And I think that's, that's a perfect sentence to go back to. Is this destructive d- to my well being? Does this make me feel bad? Does being around this specific person cause me mental health issues? Does, you know, you got to, you have to ask yourself those questions to determine where you're bleeding out is going to 58 places making you exhausted to where you can't even enjoy the holidays okay then you probably need a boundary is being around this person make you feel unsafe or uncomfortable every single time okay then you probably need a boundary so ask yourself questions of how you're feeling in these certain situations or moments and then depending on your answer and if your peace is being destroyed maybe you need a boundary there
2: yeah one thing to remember is that no holiday event no event period should ever derail your healing process. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was in therapy and I was still going to these events and it was derailing every single thing that me and my therapist worked on. Mm -hmm. It was like, I would be in a good place and I would be healing and I would be doing all of this. And then I would go to these family members' homes or be around them. And it derailed every bit of that healing that Mm -hmm. I did. And it's not worth it and it's okay. And you're not going to be shamed and you're not, you're not going to be shamed by Christ. Like he is there with arms wide open, ready to just take you in and love on you. And I've always said that not having a father, that I really feel that God is a father to the fatherless because he has filled that void in my life that nobody has Mm -hmm. been able to. You know, when I was a teenager, I tried to fill that void with boyfriends Mm -hmm. and guys. And like, I was always attention seeking and like trying to fill that void. But The only person that's ever been able to fill that void in my life is God. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think too, that we see family as the people that we need to be there for no matter what, or that we have to be there for no matter what, there's the obligations. But I think, and this might be an unpopular opinion or a hot topic, but I think family is the people that we need to set the most boundaries with. I I don't know why that is, but I think we have to set more boundaries with family than we do with any other people.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it's because we feel that sense of connection Mm -hmm. and we feel like we have to do it Mm -hmm. and we have to be around them because they are our family. And Drew and I had this deep conversation one time and he said, have you ever just felt like your whole childhood was a lie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you were raised by your parents and you had your grandparents, like you had this like perfect life you felt like growing up. And then it's like you get to being an adult and you're like, man, like, was that, was that just false? Like, was that a lie? And that's something that I know he has struggled with. And we've talked about it multiple times of like, As an adult, how do you work through this now? And I feel like all you can do is really go to the Lord, pray about it, help ask him to help you because there's been so many moments that Drew and I have been yelling and screaming and like, how are we gonna get Mm -hmm. through this? You know, but also understanding that it stops with you. Yeah. Right? It stops with you and that dysfunction in your family may have ran for so long, but it stops with you and you can create a beautiful life with kids, without kids, like you and your spouse can create a beautiful life for yourselves aside from that. Mm-hmm. And we, me and him felt defined by that for so long. You know, even me having a single mom and no dad, like I felt defined by that for so long. Like I had no family to offer a yeah. and sailor and like I had nothing to provide them, but man, like just we serve a God of restoration and he turns things around and I'm just grateful. Like I'm grateful that drew and I have set those boundaries and we're finally at a place of peace in our life from family. Mm -hmm.
1: Also one thing to note is when setting boundaries, you have to look at how you're feeling. And what I mean by that is sometimes your boundaries will change. So if you are doing something out of sheer obligation, and it makes you feel bad and you don't wanna do it, but you're doing it cause you feel like you have to, I think you need to set a boundary. And there's gonna be times where you do something that you don't really wanna do, where you go somewhere you don't really wanna do, but you, but you want to at the same time. Like you're trying to love a person, you're yeah. trying to like participate in a new family tradition or something, but you have that desire that you wanna push through those feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like, there's gonna be times that you do something that you don't necessarily wanna do, But at the same time, you want to do, and it's okay to do that. So, in those moments, I don't think there has to be a boundary there. Like sometimes I don't want to go to 58 Christmases with my in laws, but at the same time, I do because I enjoy the family. It just makes me tired, but I don't feel like I need a boundary there per se. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, because I do feel like good can come from those situations, even putting yourself out there, and maybe you have been disconnected from a family member, and you're like, I really want to build this relationship and like I want to step out of this comfort zone that I'm in and I want to attend these events because I want to make an effort I feel like that's fine too Mm -hmm. right and like you can do that and good can absolutely come from that it's give and take for sure
1: and it sounds silly but practice it out loud like practice saying I'm sorry but we can't attend this year or practice Mm -hmm. saying no, I don't want to, you don't have to give a reason. That's one thing I've learned in therapy is my feelings are valid and what I need for myself is valid without any explanation. Mm -hmm. And you can communicate that in a kind way. You don't have to be like, no, I don't want to, I don't owe you an explanation. Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? But you can just simply say like, we can't attend this year with nothing else behind it because you don't owe anyone an explanation. If you want to give one, that's different. Do what you want. But if you, you know, some people, have trouble with conflict because it can feel like you're getting into a conflict when you set boundaries. So you gauge it by your personality, what you're comfortable with, but practice like say Mm -hmm. it out loud and then call the person or, you know, go see the person and tell them and set your boundary.
2: I practice that. Like do not talk about how chunky I am. Like I practiced it and practiced it and practiced it until I felt comfortable just saying it, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is so hard and it's so hard. I feel like as women too, because we are those people pleasers Mm -hmm. and we are those like peace. We want to make the peace and we want to keep the peace and we want to be peacemakers and peacekeepers Mm -hmm. and all of that. And I feel like that it's okay. Mm
1: -hmm. It's okay. And I have some people in my family that if I set a boundary, I know that they'll respect it. Now internally they may be upset with me for it or they may not like it, but they'll respect it. And then I have some people in my family who would fight to the death oh, to get yeah. their way. Oh, yeah. So what, what do you do when you set a boundary with someone and they disrespect it or they question you to death? Well, why? But I don't understand. Well, this is rude. This is mean. It makes me feel this way. What do you do when they don't accept it and they keep trying to push you to go past your
2: boundary? Tuck and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. No. I feel like that you have to stand firm mm-hmm. in it. And like you said, I know this is something I struggle with. A lot of you guys probably can relate to this, but I'm an explainer. Mm -hmm. If I do something, I want to explain why. Mm -hmm. And if I I feel like this is kind of that mentor in me of like I'm constantly Mm -hmm. explaining myself. Mm -hmm. And so I struggle in boundaries, not explaining Mm -hmm. why, you know, and just being direct like I'm not coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. and because I'm a little feisty too, and like I'm a little bit of a rebel, so like when people push back on me, I want to be like, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. You know, but I feel like that you just have to stand firm. Mm-hmm. You have to stand firm, and you have to choose your family, and you have to choose your peace every single time. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it goes back to reminding yourself, why am I setting this boundary? What is it costing me yeah. if I cross this boundary? or If I don't set this boundary, what is it costing me? Right. And then if I do set this boundary, what's, what am I going to gain from it? Yeah. So remind yourself of the contrast between what it's costing you and what you're gaining that's and good. then just stand firm on that.
2: Yeah. Because what you're gaining from it should outweigh Absolutely. what it's costing you every single time.
1: And sometimes I want to say this, if you're not used to setting boundaries and you start setting them, you may struggle with implementing at first and that's okay. That's yes. completely normal. I, I, If you start setting boundaries and you stick to them immediately and you never waver, I want to meet you (laughs) and I want to shake your hand (laughs) (laughs) because it it typically doesn't happen Mm -hmm. like that because it's hard. Yes. It's hard to, to transform yourself into the person who can stand strong with boundaries when you've never done it. And it's hard to continue them when people come against you and you will have some of your family or friends, whoever it is. Come against those boundaries because that's just human nature. So don't beat yourself up if you try to set boundaries and then the people pleasing part of you falls back in.
2: Yeah, it's eight years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said that earlier, eight years for us to implement these boundaries because I am a people pleaser and I have worked through it for years and years and years, I guess I shouldn't say I am. I feel like I was a people pleaser. And I do feel like that stems also from your childhood. It stems from how you were raised. And one thing my therapist helped me work through is that I was a people pleaser because when I was younger, I liked to be praised. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, you're a good girl. Like if you're doing good and then it's like, if you're bad, you're a bad girl, like you're bad, you know? And like, I always would strive to be like a good girl, you Mm -hmm. know? But that's where that people pleasing come from. So don't feel like you are a failure if you don't get it the first time mm-hmm. or the second time or the first year. You just have to stay consistent. Yeah.
1: So just remember that everything, all the dysfunction, all of the turmoil, it can stop with you. It can stop with your boundaries. And we want to invite you to revive your spirit by meditating on this scripture. It's found in Matthew 5, 9, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Just a reminder, a peacekeeper and peacemaker are two different things. And if you want to go deeper, download our free seven-day guide to revive your spirit
0: in the show notes.